Oscar, you're still a child. Why are you there? Gun Gundam at MAHQ here at the monumental 100th episode. I'm Neo, and as always, I'm joined with that guy who's less important than me, Chris Guanch. Yo. And the guy nobody cares about, Solbro. I love my Capcom. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah, we know that. You know, I was playing that last night when I was supposed to be watching stuff. It was great. Yeah, nobody cares. Okay, so... <laughs> this is our 100th episode. We figured we'd do something big. And so today we are uh, talking about Evangelion. We're going to talk about it. We're finally, uh, we're actually going to listen to our uh, our listeners. Uh, normally, we don't particularly care about you peons. I mean, you fill our wallets, you know, all the money that Bandai can't really give us. Um, you know, all of our lucrative advertising does. So we're actually going to cave in to public <laughs> pressure. That's yeah. Awesome. Did you have guns pointed at us? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that mail bomb that somebody tried to send us, I mean, we, we got the point. It's not worth our lives. We're finally going to talk about Evangelion. It's about time, about baby. Every single version of it. So get ready for a five-hour show, Buster. No, we are not talking about every single version of it. We are talking about one version of it, and I will be cutting myself during the entire process. But before that, there are way more important things to uh, worry about. Okay, then. I guess we should start off, as always, with Neo's News. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm still... I have a massive headache for the all the bitching and moaning that's going to be coming out of this later, but just uh, hit it up, Neo. Well, I'm looking through the news desk here, and there's no news about Evangelion. And since we all know Evangelion is the greatest thing ever, any news not related to it isn't important, so let's move on. Yeah, it's just sort of uh, no news is good news. <laughs> keep it, let's keep it that way. Oh. Okay then, so we'll be back in the next segment with Evangelion. We have a problem. We need to set up a perimeter. Who is this? Isn't this the coach of the baseball team? No, you have the wrong number. This is Shirley Douglas's residence. Really? Yes, I should know. She's my mother. Your mother? You still live with your mother? How old are you? I'm hanging up now. Kiefer, who was that? Gun Damn it, Mom! I told you to knock before you come in! Just how outrageous are the hosts of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast? Bulma, brief. From Dragon Ball Z is such a tease. Anime. You're gonna go over to Master Roshi's house every day, wearing your little short shorts, your little sexy tops. Addicts. But you're not gonna let him tap that ass, even though he wants to tap it and he gets nosebleeds all the time. Anonymous. 
He's 500 years old. The man can't die till he gets laid. Let the man rest in peace. All I gotta say is, Master Roshi's sperm count is over 9,000. Podcast. Don't miss a moment. Tune in at aaapodcast.com and iTunes. Hey guys, the Zeons are giving a speech. What? We have lost the hero to our glorious and noble cause. But does this foreshadow our defeat? No, it is a new beginning. Compared to Earth Federation, the national resources of Zeon are less than one-thirtieth of theirs. Despite this major difference, how is it that we've been able to fight the Federation for so long? It is because our goal in this war is a righteous one. It's been over 50 years since the elite of Earth, consumed by greed, took control of the Earth Federation. We want our freedom. Never forget the times when the Federation has trampled us. We, the Principality of Zeon, have had a long and arduous struggle to achieve freedom for all citizens of our great nation. Our fight is sacred, our cause divine. This is Garmus Funeral. It's nothing more than a propaganda campaign aimed against the Federation. Amaral, you could learn a lot from this. Yes, sir. My beloved brother Garma Zabi was sacrificed. Why? Because he was a spoiled brat. War is at a stalemate. Blame this on the misfortune of your birth. You double-crossed me, Char! Bartender, that one's on me, if you don't mind. Perhaps many of you have become complacent. We must send them Royal a Guard? That obvious? It's the smell. Words. You're one of Cassilia's. We have wasted too much time with words. <laughs> I'm we impressed, need now. Commander. The Earthside elite must be taught a strong lesson for their evil corruption. Hey, no. isn't that that Zeke big shot? Just look at that Zeke. There is no other way for mankind to last forever except by living under the direct control of we, the chosen, superior race of Zeon. He's nuts! Yeah, well, I heard you tell that a big offensive is going to start any day now. Oh, you got to be kidding. Who cares? We're going to drive those Zeon off our Earth one way or the other. Got that right. Those Zeke's better watch their asses. If this war drags on, it will pose a serious threat to all of mankind. We must teach those slow-witted people of the Earth Federation a lesson they will always remember. Now is the time for mankind to stand up for the future. Hey! Is this the enemy? Is it? What a bunch of nonsense. This man's trying to turn the zombie family into a world dictatorship. Many of your fathers and brothers have perished valiantly in the face of a contemptible enemy. We must never forget what the Federation has done to our people. My brother Garmazavi has shown us these virtues through his own valiant sacrifice. By focusing our anger and sorrow, we are finally in a position where victory is within our grasp. And once again, our most cherished nation will flourish. Victory is the greatest tribute we can pay those who sacrifice their lives for us. Rise! Our people, rise! Take your sorrow and turn it into anger. Zeon thirsts for the strength of its people. Hail Zeon! Hail Zeon! Suddenly, there was a terrible roar all around us, and the sky was full of what looked like huge bats, all swooping and screeching and diving around the car. And a voice was screaming, Holy, Holy Jesus, Jesus, where are these goddamn animals?
Gundam listeners, this is your favorite MHQ writer, Xavier, Xavier Dumoulin. Okay, this is Mr. Redlam on the forum and on the Decoration Disorders Connection podcast because I decided to do this call differently. We're going to be two people on one call, so this is Jeffrey Sen, aka Baku Asu, aka Baku Suicide Sen from the Decoration Disorders Connection podcast and its finest, finest um, editor. Yeah, the only Asian you hear in this goddamn, like, uh, whole goddamn segment, and the other. So, that's guaranteed. <laughs> uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're here to contribute the special segment number number one, which is your favorite goddamn moment, and on the spot, Jeff, what is your favorite goddamn moment? Um, in recent memory, since I love straight talk so much, Mevio, the Mevio discussion, you, you, it hit us, it hit it uh, definitely in our podcast, it was definitely uh, really significant uh, to kind of uh, hear that discussion. So it was. Uh, I, I love it. I, I really love every aspect and just you know just trashing that damn company and they're just bad ways of just uh, marketing you know their their products. So yeah, it's just terrible all around. So yeah, I uh, love that discussion though. Yeah, I have to have to second Jeff on that because I I gotta say there's a lot of good segments in Gundam. Don't get me wrong, like the age discussion, the Legend of the Galactic Hero segment, but really the moment that struck me the most was probably Mevio because, you know, we can relate to that and it was the only time we could say, I feel your pain, bro, <laughs> to the fucking cool. podcast and we were like, damn it. Sure you can. Sure you can. <laughs> but, um, on that note, I guess uh, you'll hear us guys at the DDD a bit later on special segment number two. Enjoy the next caller who doesn't have an accent and he's not Asian. Hey, Gundam. My name's Peter, a.k.a. the loser villain on the Mechatalk board. I'm from New York, and I want to say thank you and happy episode 100. My favorite Gundam moment would be when you guys were discussing the super weapons from different mecha shows, and everybody just kept saying, Requiem. Oh, jeez. I was recovering from surgery at the time, and I thought I was going to split open laughing so much. Thanks, guys. And once again, happy episode 100. Hey, Gundam. This is Matthew May from the Megatalk Forums. Call to give a quick shout-out to uh, episode 100 and uh, special memories. First of all, I want to say that my favorite portion is, of course, the uh, Mega Round. That's always good. To, it's like an extra episode and uh, of, of the uh, animator show. Uh, quick good memory I've had is, uh, it, and I wonder what happened to it. It's Neo Salute. Now, us newscasters, we work hard to bring the news. We have strive to get this coveted bringing what is worthy of Pundum and Neo Salute. I remember that day. Also, uh, Bernie Sandberger, man. I mean, how can you take something so tragic and sad and turn it into something so funny? Uh, that's a good time. And also, uh, Memories of Troll, uh, he hasn't been back for a while, but that's a good time for his old troll. But thanks again, guys, for all the happy memories, and I uh, look forward to 100 more. Hi, this is Robin, a.k.a. Moo from Nekator. On episode 24, you guys did an anime spotlight on Gal Geiger and Gal Geiger Final. That's one whole segment. I just want to say that I really, really like that, sec- that segment overall. It was pretty well made, and you went into in-depth love to the force about how the show was made, the characters, how they would always up the ante later on. Like, you know, when you think Bullfrog's done for, you get to see you go through to Bullfrog transformation. Gal Geiger gets a new Gal Gal 2. Or space use, and when you think the dragon brothers are done for, no, they can combine and all that kind of thing. Or they can ultimately combine, you know. And Goldie Mark later on, it's like he gets killed in like the start of final, and you get the Goldie on Crusher later. So, yeah, final and everything, so yeah, just all that stuff to final and the original series just build on all that, which is just so awesome. And yeah, it's just one of those anime series that I really enjoyed. So, I'm glad you guys have the spotlight on it for all that info. 
as well, sort of. Also, this is for Neo and Solbro more as well, but, you know, probably being that known to you guys. For our favourite line, favourite funniest line from you guys, Think back episode 41. Maximus 2, Spotlight, Dennis Lohm. He got astonished. As in the way he bought it and died, as Neo so eloquently put it in his usual manner. Hey, this is Ryan Forbes, also known as Wingnut on the Megatalk Forums, calling for Gundam's 100th episode special. And my particular moment isn't necessarily one moment, but rather a series of moments that mostly involves Sobro and his ongoing obsession with Saji Crossroad as King Arthur back in the day when the show was undergoing its first most initial run in Japan. Well, let's just say that both sides of that particular argument were quite interesting, and I can recall a particular instance in a Megatalk thread where uh, I basically told everyone to chill out, and if Saji is to be King Arthur, then he will be King Arthur, and we will find out all in due time, which resulted in Neo giving me an award I can't quite remember the name of on the next on the next episode, so that was quite memorable. And, you know, basically the whole interaction between the three of you guys, and that was, that was just one of the more, more standout moments in my mind. Thanks. It's been a great time these years, and uh, congratulations on 100 episodes. Hello, this is Alexander L. Benton, otherwise known as Snoop619 Boards. I'm doing segment one, and uh, obviously that would be your favourite Gundam moment. And, uh, well, obviously it's got to be one of the more famous slip-ups of uh, Mr. Solbro Rio. That would be young Asian boards. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring it up. This is Chris Bourne, Eric, the only goddamn brony on the entire Facebook group. My favorite goddamn moment is when the podcast started. Why is that? Because that one podcast got me into all of podcasting to begin with, and it also introduced me to one, Solbro, Neo, and the guy who is halfway behind everything to do with MEHQ, which led me into even getting into Gundam in the first place, besides 0079 Rise from the Ashes. And uh, I'm glad, though, that the whole thing has continued on now where you guys have this amazing Facebook group, and I'm hoping that you guys make it to 200, 300, 400 episodes. But here's a pro tip. God damn it, Chris, dude, Les Straight Talk Expresses. Hey, God. This is DK and Rob Mallard from the Facebook group. A.K.A. Billy Gundam fan on Mechatalk. Yeah, I'm calling because I keep hearing myself on the podcast, but I don't even remember being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm afraid someone stole my identity. D.K. 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 Whoa, 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 buddy. You don't have to be afraid. Nobody's stolen your identity. They're just doing impressions of you because they want everybody to know that you've quickly risen to Shar Heights of Bad Assism. And by the time the show's over, man, you'll be an anime institution. Oh, that's a relief, because I'm afraid of everything, and everything is frightening. I wanted to go outside today, but I saw a butterfly. They're scary. I wish I was, I was as brave as Cy Argyle. He had the balls to cry into Gundam. Ugh. Crying is scary. Jeez. Okay, DJ. Back to what we were really here for. Neo, Chris, and Solbro, congratulations on reaching episode 100. There's been a lot of great memories, from the G-Savior episode to the Wings of Rian segment. But, need we look any further for favorite Gundam moments than Solbro Ryu? Solbro has provided us with all the wonderful lines, such as, Look at what the sex industry has already done for us. I was drunk, and I was in a bathroom at AFO. And the greatest line ever, which everyone remembers the first time they ever heard it, where they were, and what they were doing. 
I'm sure they could have found some young Asian boys for the role. So, oh, bro, you are the Tobias Fumkei of Gundam, and we love you for it, man. Thanks for all the laughs and all the really interesting segments. Congratulations. Let's get to episode 200, and good luck. calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This is, uh, this is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. Damn it! I thought they smelled bad on the outside on the subject of Cowboy Bebop. So, but anyway, going back to uh, the good parts that I missed. All right, uh, phase boobs. Phase boobs. <laughs> we I have to say that yet, was but... not a good part for me. That's something I didn't really pay attention to. I enjoyed the boobs. Thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old uh, adolescent David would like to have an argument with you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I can see how you would have enjoyed that. Hey. It's just, are you more of a leg person? Is that why you weren't looking at her boobs? Because her legs are nice, too. No, it's just that, you see, I have my own set. I really don't need to worry about hers. That's the best argument I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I think uh, that conversation. Seriously, no I'm, I'm dumbfounded dumb, uh, dumb uh, by that argument. Being... Congratulations, <laughs> you won the show. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Please check our website at sbopodcast.blogspot.com. Next on Fighters Radio. All my games as far as fighting really didn't get started until I met you. And because, I mean, there was the arcade, which they had a couple of the, the Versus series games, but I had no idea about some of these series I had never seen before mm-hmm. until, again, I had met you and back in the Dreamcast days. You know, oh, it's man. Like, and at the time, you know, I was mostly coming over for those Versus games, but I can recall one time one of your brothers had had this game in there with the, with this anime intro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what, what is this game? Is this even a game? Is this like, you know, <laughs> in-game footage right now? Are you playing? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, man, it's just the intro. It's like, so we started playing it, and it's like, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, it seemed slow and sluggish and everything like that to me, and it's just, it was completely new to me. But it was KOF 98 on oh, Dreamcast. Man. That'll always remain, you know, my favorite classic KOF series of all of them, just because mm-hmm. that was the first one I was introduced to. But yeah, I, it grew on me real quick, though. Like, I, I really started enjoying it. Like like I said, I, I was being introduced to all these fighting games. So every <laughs> every new one that I was being introduced to, it was just like, you know, a blast each one. So, But that was how I got introduced to KOF, my, my first one. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Baby's first KOF. <laughs> Baby's first. Good stuff. As, as the years progressed for me, uh, King of Fighters 95, I, I met a, another friend of mine because of KOF 95. When I went to a, a local mom and pop game store, I went to pick up uh, King of Fighters 95 there because it just came out on the PlayStation in 1996. I walk in, and these assholes are playing King of Fighters 96 on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> I'm coming in to pick up How'd King of Fighters. I felt <laughs> minuscule. It's like, whoa. 
whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. I came in here to pick up 95, and you jerks are playing 96. Arcade perfect. It's like you need Honestly. to catch up. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, it just came out in America. I forget who brought it here. Maybe it was SNK themselves. But I, I, I was so glad to have that and to take it home and to rock that with my friends and I. And um, my lifelong collaboration with Kyo Kusanagi began. Don't talk down to me like I'm a kid. I totally dig being on my own. Plus, I can eat all the pizza I want. Didn't I tell you for years to go easy on the pizza? And don't tell me that's all you're eating every day. God, you're pathetic, you know that? Please don't talk to me like you're my mom. You're not the maternal. That's enough. Look, you better explain this. I don't give a Gun. damn about your personal life. Start talking. Gundam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're actually going to hear something rare. As I mentioned in the previous segment, we actually are going to listen to our listeners. And this has been rare in the past. I mentioned before, a lot of people have wanted us to do something. And, you know, we just don't care. We just do whatever we want. We listen to whatever we want. We watch whatever we want. But this time, this is a big one. It, if you want to think about it, it's kind of like the elephant in the room in every mecha conversation. It's the thing that lurks at the edge of your vision. <laughs> talking about the ultimate sacred cash cow, Evangelion. Now, are you guys as uh, excited, in quotes, as I am for this? Oh, Yay. Lord. What's next? We're going to do Zoids? <laughs> nah, man. Uh, that, that Somebody's going to have to blow my uh, brains out for that one. But <laughs> Come on. Now, come on. Come on. Now, considering the age of this segment, uh, we're actually, this should be on, uh, on Solbro. This should be on your nostalgia train. But this time around, we're just going to try to play it as straight as possible. Because if we let you go on and on about this, I mean, we were looking at the uh, four-hour, five-hour podcast that Neil threatened earlier. So hold I'm going to... All I got to say is all aboard. <sighs> no, no, I'm going to derail your train before it even gets started. Yeah, I thought this up. was an anime toilet segment. Hey, hey, just keep in mind, baby. Neon Genesis Evangelion was one of the cornerstones of anime. It got right. people into the seats, got people out. All right, as usual, oh, you're jumping ahead, so bro, let's let's stay focused here. We'll actually get started. Now, I'm gonna get let you guys know ahead of time. I, uh, in terms of outlining, this shit's gonna be brief. I'm not gonna go into this too heavily. You guys have seen it. Don't lie. You know what we're talking about. So we're just gonna go go right into it. So. Um, written and directed by Hidekiano. He, this is the same guy who brought you Gunbuster and Nadia and other uh, excellent mecha shows. 
Um, Evangel- Neon Genesis Evangelion aired in October of 1995 through March of 96. And it's set after a catastrophic event called Second Impact. And you got a post-apocalyptic event thing going on here. Uh, led to about the death of, you know, most of humanity. So it's, you know, pretty bleak starting off. And starts off in a newer version of Japan, which probably after several apocalypses they might have learned to defend themselves. But, well... Everybody's kind of stupid here in this world. Uh, you start off with uh, an organization called Nerve, a uh, very really shifty kind of black opsy that tries to deal with the impending threat of invading aliens called Angels. And Nerve uh, employs various underaged uh, teenagers to pilot their Evangelion units, which are these kind of bio uh, mecha suits that come out and beat the shit out of these very strange looking creatures called the angels and along the way we have a lot of uh, pseudo messianic christian judeo bullshit kind of tossed in uh we have a lot of religious connotations that lead nowhere we have a lot of plots that uh never really get resolved uh we find out that there is no such thing as a decent person in this world everybody is really really crappy and then uh everybody dies they all turn into tang yeah everybody turns into uh live wire mountain doom so, uh, let's go into thoughts here about the first time you saw it, uh, Neo. First time, huh? Yeah, the first first time. We're talking about, let's talk about first impressions. Which which version was the first one you saw? Oh, there's so many I can't keep track. <laughs> so we're going to, let's, let's see. Uh, now, did you ever see the original or did you see one of the many, many revisions that were released down the line? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that it's too, just too hard to tell. You have to be more specific. <laughs> All right, so we'll take it that you saw, <laughs> but you have seen I the saw show. A version. You did see. You saw a version of Ava. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so I mean, so you so it, it seems that you're kind of ambivalent about it. You don't you don't necessarily seem exactly too thrilled about what's going on. To be honest, I can't remember my first impression. It's kind of been ruined by everybody else going on about it all i can remember is that what it's <clears throat> what i think about it right now hmm. is that it's overrated hmm? okay well that's that almost sums up you for the entire segment so uh <laughs> right, overrated. Now, so- anybody who disagrees is just a troll uh, well i'm not gonna disagree with you there yeah so uh so bro okay so try to keep this under under a couple minutes here tell well, us Well, i guess to start things off i guess i'm a troll because i love this show it was uh well, I'm surprised you actually like something. I love this. Uh, it's oh. great. Show had everything you needed. I mean, it got got me. I know it was one of those. Uh, it's one of those animes that uh, got me buying tapes from ADV. I know, but they didn't do that. Um, I love this show, uh, and I watched all different versions of it, even that director's cut. It was good giving my money to uh, ADV for that. Mm. So uh, now here's the question: How deep were you in Capcom, and were you able to actually separate yourself long enough from Super Street Fighter Two to be able to watch this? Well, luckily for me, Super Street Fighter, Super Street, I was in between uh, different versions of Super Street Fighter, but uh, I had more than enough time to watch this because they posted this on Hulu Plus. So it was, uh, it was, it was right there. It was okay. Great. So you were, so you were rewatching this instead of watching Galactic Heroes, huh? Why you gotta go there, buddy? Of course, Sobro would never actually watch something good. Nah. <laughs> I doesn't have the patience. Come on, downloading come on. DLC. Come on, guys. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving along, moving along from uh, the inanity. Back me up on this. 
Ah, well, fuck that guy. He's late recording the other episode anyway, so lazy bum. So we're going to go on now to uh, here. A lot of people, if you couldn't tell from watching any of the versions of Ava, uh, you could kind of figure out that the writer and director had a couple problems. And we're not talking about animation or time restraints, which were there too, but we're talking about just how just screwed in the head Anno is. Um, Evangelion is very famous for how Anno used the show to kind of deal with the problems that he had before and during. And uh, you, you can really, really tell. I mean, uh, the most normal character in, the, in that 26th episode, Trainwreck, is the <laughs> penguin. Uh, Pen Pen is the only you know, character that you actually care about. And uh, everybody's unhappy. Nobody likes where they are. Everybody needs a lot of medication. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, what can you expect? Uh, for uh, some of the history that went on here, you have uh, problems with you know, finance. They weren't able to get enough money to be able to finish some episodes. Things were late. And, uh, of course, this all culminates in probably the strangest two-episode ending of a show that at least I've ever seen. I mean, we've seen entire universes blown up. We've seen entire casts eliminated. But I've never actually seen a show just put somebody in a chair and just have them talk. Crayon drawings. Yeah, crayon drawings, live-action shots. And now... If you've listened to Chaos Theater, you know that you know I have no problems with some talky stuff. I like noir. I like people monologuing. I like uh, Blade Runner. Very talky. But the pure amounts of just bullshit coming out of these people's mouths, running in circles, that, that's what it is. It's basically one circle going over and over. They just shift the next person over, and then it ends with everybody applauding. Now... I don't mind some uh, philosophical and high-minded shit, but I can see when, <laughs> when uh, somebody's trying to throw a blanket over my head and tell me just to buy their merch. Uh, at that point, you can tell that uh, people weren't going to be happy with that kind of ending because it doesn't resolve anything. Uh, like a lot of other shows, you get to the end and you expect something to happen, and instead you get uh, the excessively whiny main character. Uh, I, guess he, I guess he deals with his problems. But, you know, never mind the fact that the world is still going to end and uh, their giant angels are going to land and everybody has to fight and people are crippled. And, well, that doesn't really matter. But, uh, I mean, let's we'll continue with that later. But let's let's talk about some of the more characters, some of the people that inhabit this um, very, very sad world here. Um, again, there are a lot of characters and there's a lot to be said for these characters. So I'm only going to pick out a couple and we're only going to talk about them or else we'll hit that four hour limit that we mentioned. So we're, <laughs> let's start off with the adults, you know, the real assholes of the bunch. First off, let's get the big one out of the way. Let's talk about Gendo. Gendo Ikari. My boy. Uh, yeah, well, he's your... Oh, no, no, no. He's not your boy. <laughs> let's, oh, on, come on, on, come on, Solbro. Solbro. No, 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 no. Hold we know. Come on, we'll talk about boy. your boy. We'll talk that's, about your boy that's later. Boy. That's, that's my boy. <laughs> that's not your boy. Believe me. Gendo go way back. Yeah, well, that might explain a couple he things. Knows, hey, he knows how to run a facility. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but... Uh, We've right got to the ground. No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Neil. Maybe, maybe you should take some tips on how to run MAHQ with uh, Gendo, my boy Gendo over there. Oh, believe me, the way that I run Gendo, it's uh, more severe. <laughs> I, I, uh, anybody uh, talks back, uh, instant ban. Not even waiting for that shit. <laughs> but uh, let's get let's go going here with uh, Gendo. Um, he's voiced by F- uh, Fumihiko Tach- uh, Tachiki, who uh, actually 
does a lot of really interesting stuff. Uh, he voiced uh, Kenpachi and Bleach, and he did uh, Akainu in One Piece. So he has, seems to have a crazy, crazy jerk into his blood. He seems to be able to voice these people. And uh, you really look at him specifically here in uh, in Ava, and he, you're talking to look, look at the poster child, well, father in this case, of just cold, unresponsive Japanese uh, patriarch, patriarchal figures. I mean, this guy, he puts his son in front of, uh, you know, he puts his son in front of these giant angels, doesn't really give a shit. And he's actually, I think he's a lolicon, too. I mean, uh, he likes... Uh, he likes his little girls, especially this fixation on uh, Ray. So uh, let's hear your thoughts, uh, Neo. I can't have you just bash him like that. One, he, well, Sobo, again, Sobo, jumping ahead. Sobo, it's my turn. It's, it's his turn. Stop, stop talking over Neo. <laughs> you talk over everybody. Come on, Neo. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, Gando. If he's not voiced by Ikeda, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how would you feel if Ikeda did now? Would his actions, would any of his actions be forgivable if Ikeda were doing the voice of Gendo? Of course, because it's Ikeda. <laughs> now, would he be wearing sunglasses? Now, wh- wh- which version of Ikeda do you want? Do you want Shanks? Do you want Quattro? Do you want old school uh, mask? Would it, like, how would you, like, how would you want your uh, Gendo Ikeda? If he's Ikeda, that's all good. Okay, so it doesn't matter one way or another. Ikeda is Ikeda. Don't question me. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I think I'm vicious there. I know, I know you love Ikeda, so. All right, so, bro, how do you, how do you feel about uh, Gendo? I think Gendo's the man. I, I just don't like the fact that you just called him a lollycon. That's just going way overboard. Um. Well, I mean, you seem to be uh, knee deep in denial, so I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, no, no. no. Ray, Ray was Ray was the Ray was the child he always wanted. He never wanted Shinji. Well, I mean, he kind of molests Ray, and it's well. We'll we'll get to we'll get to Ray later we'll on. Get this wrong. He, he he put his hand through her chest, literally through her chest. He didn't just want to grab her boob. He actually wanted to go and fist her completely, but through the chest. And let me tell you, man, if that isn't a lolicon, then... I mean, look, I'm friends with Pedro. I know what a lolicon <laughs> is, okay? I've talked to Pedro Baron North. I understand a lolicon and their psychology, so I know a lolicon. Yes, yes, but a lolicon... I'm sure they both have shrines to Gendo in their rooms. I think the lolicon never harms the lolly. That's the point. He had his own tank full of lollies. Yeah, think about that. He had a a tank full of them. He was was ready just to keep making them. He had to surround himself in it. He wanders all over him. And let me tell you, if that isn't a lolicon, then I don't know what a lolly is. Lolicon is. So, well, we'll move on from from, uh, Lolly Sama over there. And we're going to go to uh, uh, a personal favorite of mine. I mean, uh, Miss Misato Katsuragi, um, Mistress of Fan Service and the... uh, Chief Operations Officer of Nerve. She's the one who, uh, you know, in charge of all sending out the units, sending out the kids. And uh, she has a lot of daddy issues, as you can tell, and she's an alcoholic. So, actually, she's right up my alley. Yeah, she's right up my alley. I mean, uh, I mean, she's bouncy, doesn't wear a lot, she likes beer. I mean, it's everything I need in a woman, so, I mean, thought. She was so, she was so okay, but <laughs> just can't hold a candle to you-know-who. Well, I mean, I mean, she might not be Ikeda, but I mean, you got to appreciate the bounce. I mean, there's a no, lot. No, 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 not. I wasn't talking about Ikeda there. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I don't want to. I mean, again, she doesn't. She's not no, quite. If Cap- Misato was not- voiced by Ikeda, that might be even better. <laughs> That's a horrific image, Neil. <laughs> why'd you Why'd you do that? And uh, actually, uh, interesting. Um, Misato was voiced by uh, Kotono Mitsu Mitsuishi. Uh, 
my pronunciation. Uh, I've had one too many drinks before we got started here, so I'll have to excuse me. Uh, yeah, so too many drinks before we start a podcast. Well, I mean, I was going to actually tell you guys what I was drinking, but I finished the beer before we started recording. And you but, threw away the you, you threw away the glass. This so isn't chaos theater. <laughs> Listen, just don't think that just because I'm doing Gundam, I'm not drinking. I'm I got that beer tap. Chris, I think you have a problem. I ain't Are you no sure problem. you have a problem? I don't have a problem. You know, you probably have a problem when you know you're licking the tap just to get the extra condensation coming out from the beer itself. Is this like you licking at the tap of Soul of uh, or rather of Capcom's just the DLC drip that they're just giving you? You're just gonna take it all in. He's gonna take it all in. Hey, baby, I gotta support what I love, just like you. Yeah, well, it beats the <laughs> shit out of you. So, <laughs> so uh, let's let's. Uh, I mean, she. I mean, Misato doesn't quite reach uh, Captain Jiggles' worth of uh, of fan service, but you know, I mean, she's 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 the queen. I mean, she definitely uh, she always promised this for a service, and at least as far as I know, she always delivered for me. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, well, the you ne- did you did forget to mention she's a child molester as well, right? <laughs> Well, the difference was, uh, I, I at least at least if it were me, I wouldn't be. It was not molestation if you want it. I'm pretty sure, you know, Shinji. I don't think he minded, especially. Well, I, I, I'm uh, pretty. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that wasn't supposed to. Uh, she should have never done what she did and said that she was going to do more if he came back. Listen, I know that you want to project yourself into the sad, pathetic kid that Shinji is, and that you would want somebody like Misato to molest you, but it never happened. Oh, it never oh, happened. Ain't this a double standard now? Because Masato's a woman okay, now okay. She's doing this, and now I'm cutting now you off, cutting off your mic, speaking. cutting off your mic. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next uh, next uh, shithead adult. We have uh, Ryoji Kaji. Uh, Kaji, definitely the uh, the manliest man, and you know, almost as uh, he's almost as likable as Pen Pen here. He's uh, Masato's old flame. You know, he comes back in, and. Uh, yeah, no, he's definitely not your boy. He'll never be your boy. You can yes, wish no. to have somebody in your army. Yeah, boys that went down in fire. No, <laughs> well, he went down in fire, but he'll never be your boy. Specifically because he went down in fire. A boy in heart. If he was your boy, he would have been cowered in a corner and uh, had you know the Evangelion uh, step on him or something. He but, nailed uh, Masato repeatedly. There's no way he's your boy. So yeah, no, he actually got laid. So that immediately puts oh, hey, him out of your category. Hey, my boy Saji Crossroad ended up getting laid too at the end. Yeah, no, well, he <laughs> no, he didn't. He was just I'm pretty sure most of my boys got laid. I'm pretty sure he my was... boy Sly was hitting some of that flay before no. you know before he went. No, he wasn't. He was too nah, busy on did. his knees crying. And she was but... too busy with Kira in his room last hey, night. It gets hey baby, it gets lonely in space. You got to do something. All right, guys, this is this this isn't uh, seed or destiny talk. We're we're talking about uh, Ava here. Let's stay focused. All roads lead back to seed. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, we got. Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me here. Uh, so uh, as uh, as as Neo actually was helpful and mentioned, uh, Kaji uh, was uh, you know he tapped it quite often back in the day during uh, Misato's wild college days, putting it in places that uh, shouldn't have been put. And, uh, you know, we find out that he's a triple agent. You know, he's talking to everybody and talking and revealing things that shouldn't be revealed. And unfortunately, he gets uh, some justice delivered to him. Unfortunately, it's not the proper kind of justice. It wasn't the naked Masato uh, crotch in his face. It was a pistol. He uh, which once again proves that anybody who is actually decent and tries to help out somebody, even though they're, you know, a spy. Hey, we never see a body. He. Kaji was too hardcore. He wouldn't have died like that. All right. Well, I'm sure he went off somewhere. 
All right. Well, we get turned into Tang. If you wanna, if you wanna write, if you wanna write your fan fiction, you know, I can, I can show you the directions. But this is, uh, this is straight talk central. We're not. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, Kaji had some really nice melons. Yeah. No, Ka- Kaji. You know, even though Kaji went down, at least he went down gloriously. You know, he had, you know, Misato all up in his, uh, all up on him. So at least give him that. I'll give him this. At least he know. He, at least he knew better to uh, give that bitch the pill. Yeah. Well, considering some of the conversations, I don't think he needed to worry about it with, with which holes he was uh, going for. But with uh, with uh, Kaji out of the way, we're gonna get to get to the uh, the main characters of this train wreck. We're gonna start off with uh, the uh, the lolly herself, the uh, moe bandaged, sick, wounded girl that made every uh, otaku wanna ravagely penetrate her and call her their own, Miss uh, Rei Ayanami. Uh, probably the ultimate in terms of blank non-existent personalities. Um, considering, even considering the, the situations that she's put in, this is just another, uh, at least I felt like another cipher that, uh, that Anno was putting himself. Uh, you know, she didn't care about life, she didn't care about herself, that she was nothing. Just another person just endlessly whinging and bitching about how little they meant to the whole world. And despite the fact that she really was pretty disturbed, uh, pretty uh, disposable, you know, you get kind of tired of hearing that shit all the time. So let's see. Uh, so, bro, any of any your feelings about uh, old Ray there? What can you say about Ray? She's uh, one of the best female characters I've seen so far in all my long, uh, rich anime watching history. More than Emma? I have to say yes, more than Emma. I more love than her more. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to go there. Oh, I didn't know you liked uh, sex dolls. Didn't know that was right <laughs> up your alley, man. You're, you learn something well, new every day. Well, well Chris, let's not confuse your life with what's going on in this podcast right now. Listen, I will uh, I will go there and I will stab you in the liver. <laughs> Can I help? Yeah, please, Neo. Actually, if Neo, if you could do it for me, I mean... Uh, I'll, I'll give you the money. I'll give you our rich uh, sponsor money. Sure, I got do that. Who's gonna put? Out, who's gonna bring out the podcast, buddy? I'll just get Pedro to do it. I'm sure Pedro's too to, busy trying to, to figure s- out trying to figure out how to work his uh his fancy Mac. You're uh, you're you're useless to me, so bro. You're useless. <laughs> uh, so Neo, didn't we fire he, him a while ago? <laughs> and he just keeps coming back. You can't fire me, baby. I'm eternal like a Kuma. And you go down just as easily too. Uh, <laughs> So do you have do you have any opinions or just uh, the usual, Neo? Save me, please. Save me, save me from soul bro. (laughs) I remember hearing somewhere that Ano specifically made Ray to turn people off. She was supposed to be like this super creepy thing. (laughs) Well, he failed miserably because yeah, that turned out of people that want to want to put their uh, put their business inside of her is. It's creepy in and of itself. Yeah, I'm not into those emotionless girls. I mean, ignoring all the times when she showed emotion. Oh man, she was so emotionless. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that you definitely you you want more uh, you want more uh, t- you want more titty in your life, which of course you know the next girl. I need I mean, more fire. Yeah, you need more fire, and let me tell you, you're gonna get a lot of fire with uh, with uh, Asuka. Yes, Asuka. The uh, definitely not the uh, the despite whatever uh, uh, hack. Uh, bloggers will say uh definitely not the original sundere uh but definitely one of the bigger ones to come out and come become uh just endlessly pushed with shitty pvc over and over and over again anyway i'm getting distracted here um asuka langley soryu um she comes in a you know isn't introduced immediately like uh like reya she comes in a little bit later and she's all brash and you know she's a braggart you know and she you know, rightfully the series got better yeah, yeah, it got, it got 
Yeah, it got better for a little bit. I mean, we finally got a redhead, which, you know, I love me my redheads. Um, probably has a firebush. A little creepy, though. I mean, there's always that, that tinge of disturbedness, you know, considering how young these girls are. Hey, which... she was into older guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, believe me, we'll get into that, too. Are you sure you're not the one with the problem, Pedro? Uh... Talking about my boy Gendo there, uh, I think you uh, well, let me, trying to I, I know, the bush right there, huh? Let me, well, let me tell you, I know Pedro will be definitely into her. That for me, that's well, not that's so. Well, that's Pedro. Everyone knows he's a pedo. Yeah, Pedro's into it. I mean, I'm. I mean, I like the. I like the. Uh, the what could possibly become? But the I mean, problem is, is that I've never like, been in Pedro's room, but I'm pretty sure if I went up there, it'd be a bunch of uh, pictures of Chobits, uh, Clanad, a bunch of Moe crap yeah. all around. I heard he doesn't like Clonad that much. He you know, was a pretty halfway piece of shit. But probably likes Aaron again, too. Him. Again, 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 Sobro, you're derailing it. Like this seems to be the thing you do the most. Stop derailing the podcast. Anyway, let's get back to something good that was in something not so good. Yeah. So you know she's uh, you know she's super bitchy. You know to to hide the fact that she is uh, you know very emotionally weak. Has uh, you know has mommy issues. You know we have. Misato with her daddy issues. She's got mommy issues. Mom tried to hang her, and the second that she stops uh, being useful in her machine, she becomes useless and becomes comatose and becomes a uh, jizz mop. Which uh, actually, by the time that scene occurs, uh, I actually uh, applauded it because as exciting as it was to see her at first, her just her her just antics with Shinji just wore so bad, and she's the kind of tsundere that just. It's so over the top and so irritating that it ruins the show. Like, it legitimately makes the show more irritating to have her. I don't her. agree with that. Oh, uh, well. Love uh, me a girl that treats me like crap. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't necessarily say that a heel on your back isn't necessarily hot sometimes. But, you know, with her, it's, you know, straight on the balls and straight grinding in. And after a while, I mean, I mean she's the kind of girl that you would figure would end up becoming a suicide girl and do kind of fetish porn later on. <laughs> Uh, just ah, I don't know. She's uh, you may like her, and that, you know, she's she's uh, stomachable for a little bit, but I've never I've never been a big fan of Oscar. She I found her annoying, obnoxious, and on top of that, she got my girl killed towards towards the latter end of the series. Yeah, but I mean, she was replaceable. You, so you guys right. just don't know the good. value of being treated like garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'll uh, I think I prefer to keep it that way. But for these uh, for these characters, we'll finally. We'll finally round out this these these things these people walking around on screen with the main character of the damn show, Shinji Akari. Mean uh, whiny well, sissy pants. Yeah, probably the ultimate meek weak character. Probably the definition of Soul Bros man. We're talking about like if you would have gone back. Hold up, hold like, up, hold up. A, no, 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 no. If you want to talk about this, this is show, King, left and right. The original Shinji is is King Arthur. Like he is King Arthur. He is the original. He is the one that pulled the sword from the stone. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Listen, man. He is walking. He is the one that went into the woods and saw <laughs> the sword getting tossed in. We're talking about the originator in just. I'm sorry. Pussy. You're, I, I, you he, and Neo, you're, you're my, the definition of my men have been useless characters. Shinji was not a useless character. The best no, thing, that Shinji, the the best thing that Shinji did was jizz on Asuka. Think about that. The best thing he did was jerk his probably tiny cock and spray his juice all over a comatose girl, which is probably as far as he could have gotten. Like, there was no way in hell that that, uh, that German broad was ever going to let him. Talking about, she was always all over Shinji, spying on him when he was talking to Ray, getting jealous whenever he talked to Ray. 
She was always on his job. She would come never on. let him hit it. She oh, would take one on. look at him and... Come on, come on. You know better than that. Uh, you're getting wild. Yeah, Oscar actually has taste. Don't, man, don't. I say that with quotation marks. Soul, 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 soul bro, you're going, you're going, you're going into Candyland. You're going into Candyland. We need you back. Apparently, we were watching different versions of Evangelion because... You That's were actually entirely possible. Yes, watching that is completely possible. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. So let so look at Shinji. I mean, this is a guy that's so pathetic that suicide isn't even an option. Like he's too pathetic to even get the urge to stick a knife in his own neck, to put a pistol to his head, to jump himself, to drown. This guy can't even kill his own self. That's how much of a failure he is. Uh, and he has some sort of weird Oedipus complex. You know, he's definitely into S and M because any sort of attraction he has with the redhead. I mean, you can understand why he might like the redhead, but after all of this, the bitching that she does and him to have any sort of affection for her, clearly, you know, one of the many problems. And of course, let's talk about the <laughs> the ultimate in daddy issues here, the ultimate in combative relationships with his father, with uh, Gendo. Uh, like I can't see somebody in any show since Evangelion that put up with the bullshit that Gendo has given him. And, you know, and I'm really wondering, you know, since I just, I really just could not do my boy was enough. I couldn't, I, couldn't do, I couldn't do more. I couldn't do more research on this just because <laughs> just reading any more about Ava just got me sick to my stomach. But you got to wonder who, uh, who Shinji is supposed to represent in, uh, in, uh, Ano's depression. Cause you can tell that there's a fair amount of projection going on here, and if I feel really bad for Ano if uh, Shinji is supposed to be the projection of him because ugh, it's pretty bad. <sighs> so, uh, I mean, any final thoughts about any characters, any other characters that you guys want to bring up, uh, Neo? Nope, we already talked about the two that actually matter for you. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so, bro, anybody you want to bring up? That's not, you know, your boy. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I loved all the characters. They all made the show even better. Despite what, you, despite what you would say, Chris, and what Neo would say, all the characters made everything better in the show. I uh, love it. Only thing that could have made it even more better if they had more Capcom characters in there. Yeah. Well, your endless positivity wants to me to make me stick my hand in a blunder. Come on, baby, so, I'm the voice of reason. Yeah, well, it's a voice, all right, and I don't know if there's any reason in it. <laughs> We're gonna be. Uh, I mean, so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the show kind of has a non-ending. Things kind of don't go anywhere. Uh, there's that bullshit thing talking about human instrumentality, which, you know, even by the point it gets to the end, doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm pretty sure at that point, after all of the weird delays and all the odd censorship that uh, I don't have to put up with, yeah, I don't think even he knew where to go. So, uh, due to all of that navel-gazing, there had to be some sort of resolution, which leads into the first of the many Ava movies to come out. Uh, first off, we have Death and Rebirth, which uh, was a two-part deal. We have a 70-minute recap of the entire show, which says a lot that you can recap a show like that in 70 minutes. And uh, Rebirth, which is a half, the first half hour of the new ending. Oh, what a surprise. They weren't able to finish on time, and they didn't have enough money to get their entire budget. Uh, didn't rather to get the whole thing done. So once again, you see the beginning of, uh, of Gainax just starting to milk that cash cow get every single drip drop of that sweet milk money into their hands. This came out a couple months after the uh, end of the show. Didn't they do that with uh, Gurren Logan too? <laughs> no, Gurren Logan actually had a definitive ending for the show, so that was uh, once again I'm they are about definitely. The movies, yeah, well, the movie the movies were definitely milking, but right. the movies hadn't had a definitive ending, so. It was a two-part. At least it was designed to be a two-parter. This was designed to actually be the end of it, and uh, well, even they couldn't get that right. So, uh, <laughs> either of you guys see Death and Rebirth? 
Uh, I saw vaguely on Hulu Plus. Uh, but then the I got, on I, got I guess they have everything on there. Well, maybe one of these days I'll get a subscription. And you'll love it so much. But then I got distracted with uh, another TV show. I love me uh, that down and out in East L.A. All right. So, Neo, uh, did you see any of the versions or did you just kind of skip to the end? Uh, I saw a bit of it, but what I saw... <clears throat> didn't impress. Even, even Fukuda couldn't handle all that recap. Yeah, oh. I don't think <laughs> that's impressive. Um, so after that debacle, uh, Ano finally got his act together and he managed to make a proper ending, if you want to call it that, uh, called the end of Evangelion. Probably one of the biggest misnomers you can possibly uh, get, which goes and gives, you know, it ends uh, and uh, it does it by trying to out a day on a day on. Uh, you have just about everybody ending up, as we mentioned earlier, turning into Tang. It's deep Tang, even, after having about two hours of... I love Shinji. me some Tang. After you have about two hours of uh, Shinji crying in a corner while, the, while, you know, everybody comes and shoots everybody that you love. After having um, Asuka get ripped to shreds. After having uh, Gendo molest... Uh, <laughs> having Gendo molest uh, Ray one last time. And in the end, you get no answers. What you get is... A giant head. Yeah, you get one of the best satisfying things. You actually get Shinji choking Asuka, but he doesn't kill her. And uh, in the end, she feels sick, probably because the last man on Earth is Shinji, which, you know, probably the last thing you... Probably what you didn't see a couple minutes after the movie ended was her hanging herself in despair. And, uh, yeah... So you get what a uh, probably a disappointing. Chris, I've heard a couple of your dates ended like that too. <laughs> yeah, well, can't win them all. <laughs> so uh, thoughts? Uh, let's see. What, what did you guys think of of this uh, this ridiculous train wreck of an ending here for uh, something that's already, that already went off the wheels so much earlier? Well, I think that was a uh, guy that was Ano's way of just giving the fu to uh, all the fans. Because they all wanted this ending, they weren't happy with the ending he put on the TV show and so forth. Uh, but I mean, I mean, I didn't like it. I, personally, I didn't like it. Uh, it was just whatever. I have to pretty much touch upon what, what Chris was saying that just all like Ano just went crazy and he was just killing everybody off and it was all depressing and stuff. It's like uh, so unprofessional letting his depression get into the way of his filmmaking <laughs> never seen like, Gino how, do something dare, like that how dare he have personal problems and bring them into light he needs to learn to separate his personal from his uh from his professional business exactly like yeah. i just said tamino would never do that <laughs> uh yes uh we all know that a day on was done by somebody else that definitely wasn't kill him all tamino uh, the bald, the bald wizard would never do something like that. No, he but uh, now, even after End of Evangelion, you figure, oh, that's the end. <laughs> it's not because uh, about a year later we have Revival of Evangelion, which is just a stitched together version of Death and Rebirth and uh, and End of Eva put together with a new edit of the recap. So what you have is even more retconning going on on top of everything that was done before, on top of the director's cut 
of the last couple episodes. So there we go. And uh, in the the intervening time from the quote unquote you know end and revival of Evangelion, I mean, you have a lot of merch going out. You have a bunch of spinoff mangas. You have a bunch of games. Obviously, uh, things like Super Robot Wars. Well, let these characters live on, and uh, endless amounts of very very <coughs> creepy toys of uh, Asuka and uh, and Ray. But definitely not enough of uh, of uh, Misato. I never understood that. Like, we definitely want more of the Jiggle Queen there and. Didn't get it. You know, I can only imagine how many of those figures the pedal bears have on their shelves. Oh God, I can imagine. I can. I can see hopeless, uh, hope, many hopeless virgins out there with uh, holding on to their Ray and Asuka uh, pillows and just hoping that somebody will come and step on their balls like Asuka would. But oh well, they can. They can keep wishing. But if you look at the the end of uh, the movie franchise there, and you get going a couple years ago, you kept you kept hearing about. Uh, Anno wanting to redo the series, possibly, you know, after, you know, fixing his own life and being able to get everything back on board, looking back and realizing that, oh, wait a minute, uh, maybe I shouldn't have made all of these uh, depressing moments into a show because it's an utter <coughs> train wreck, despite how much everybody likes it. Take that, fanboys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that wasn't the definitive version. So now it's time for the definitive version, which would be the ne- the rebuild instead of the revival. The rebuild of Evangelion was announced as a series of four movies, uh, three to go and retell the story and one last film to give it a proper end. And uh, according to him, this is, like as I mentioned, how we wanted the show to be, which will probably last until the next time somebody at Gainax needs a new Ferrari or something. You know, he promises, he swears this will be the last one. And uh, you know, I don't understand why you keep on bad mouthing Gynax. They brought you so many good things, Chris. You know, they brought you your Gunbuster, your Gurren Logan, the things you hold dear to your heart. Yeah, but <laughs> they got the you end, the Gynax bounce. In the end, as much pimping and whoring as they did, it kind of just you know waters down and lessens everything else. I mean, you've never seen Bandai go and whore out their Gundam series, so you know it's definitely you know they they would Bandai would never resort to that kind of uh, low-handed marketing. What are you talking about? Bandai does it all the time. Listen, Bandai better did they not just release. Capcom, come on, baby. Did they not just always- release? A PSP version if on PS3 you, for Gundam Extreme. So, bro, if you got any deeper denial, on, you baby. would be drowning. I, I'm hey, going to so how's that mobile ops doing for you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why oh, I got uh, that go, PS3, so I can listen, start playing those imports. Listen, man, go, 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 go play that demo. Let, 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 the, let the big boys talk here. Oh, that's cool, man. So, uh, yeah. So, while the movies, uh, while the movies are, have the same old-fashioned uh, Ava mumbo-jumbo and all the strange uh, religious overtones and undertones and midtones and all of the, the usual bullshit, um, they're less po-faced and they're actually more enjoyable. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's, <laughs> they're shorter experiences. And as we mentioned before, Anno isn't uh, ready to you know, jump off a bridge. Um, the first of the movies, uh, uh, Evangelion 1.0, You Are Not Alone, was released in 97. And it covers about the first six episodes of the show covering through the major uh, sniping event that Ray has. And uh, it's, I mean, I got to say, man, I'm really impressed with the, the, the animation that they did here. It's a very beautiful movie on Blu-ray. It looks fantastic. Um, it fixes a lot of the weird kind of inconsistencies that uh, went on back in, there, back in the day. You don't have, they didn't have to worry about their money running out because, you know, at this point, Gainax uh, has enough money from all of the previous versions of Ava to take their time and make something decent. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts. I definitely know that both of you guys saw it. So 
Let's go with uh, Sobro. And I know you liked it, but I need you to explain why you liked it without mentioning Capcom or any of your boys. Love it because of the colors. Everything looks so crisp and new. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't uh, look like a shitty old animation show. Well, every show doesn't look like a shitty uh, animation show when you watch it now because they're all new animation. Back then, that animation was new animation. Come but, on, man. But listen, man. Like, come on. I know you're the conductor on your, on your nostalgia train, but I mean, you got you to take those glasses off because you're going to crash. Those rose-tinted glasses, they're not good for driving. Who was, a, who was the person re-watching Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, original, now listen, off of their DVD I, rips? Now listen, that is a classic. Hey, don't compare Gundam to Ava. Yeah, I'm just you, saying, don't, baby, don't if you're going to start talking about old animation, you know, you need to attack that as well. Because that's just as old as Ava. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm cutting off your mic. We're going on <laughs> now to Neo. What about you? How uh, did you feel well, about 1.0? What about you? And I am a saint for dealing with all this. So oh, be quiet. <laughs> quiet, charismatic one. <laughs> the anyway, Neo. The movies is that it's, they're doing what they've been doing for the past 10 years. It's the same stuff, just in a different package. All they're doing is just retelling the same story over and over and over again with little change. Yeah, which actually, it looks nicer, but it's still it's still the same. Uh, what's that saying about polishing a turd? Yeah, it's still still going to be uh, nice and smelly, albeit a little shinier than before. But uh, actually, that actually that starts to change uh, with uh, Ava 2.0. You cannot advance, which was released uh, two years later. Much to you know, much to my surprise. I mean, they actually released it almost on time. Um, which it starts off uh, on track with the original show by introducing Asuka, but uh, pretty early on it goes in a completely different direction. Uh, actually, starting right off the bat, it uh, introduces uh, Mari illustrious uh, Miki Nami, which is voiced by the uh, ever-delicious uh, Maya Sakamoto, which uh, always is good for uh, my crotch. Always gives me tinkles in my jingles. You mean Mary Sue? Oh, <laughs> old Mary Sue there. Yeah. Um, but th- at this point, this series starts going off in a completely different direction. And as tired and as exhausted as I am with, uh, as I am with all things Evangelion, I gotta say that uh, the movie is pretty entertaining. Um, at this point, Gynax still tosses in that, um, the weird, uh, philosophical and, uh, metaphysical and religious bullcrap, but at least... They put in enjoyable combat scenes. They actually, uh, I mean, at least for my personal taste, uh, had several uh, Gunbuster references. And more importantly, and actually to my surprise, they actually manned up Shinji. Shinji, one of the characters, I mean, uh, for the most part, all of the characters actually have arcs to them. Instead of before them being kind of these flat uh, representations of, you know, Ano's depression, they... uh they finally actually show character. You know, they they show that that they're that there are more characters instead of representations. And from I mean, I haven't read the manga, but from what I heard, uh, that's actually more similar to what they're doing there. So uh, thoughts, guys. Uh, what would you think of two uh, Well, I actually haven't seen all of it. I just watched bits and pieces because I don't know what version I'm supposed to watch. There was. What, 2.0, 2.04, I'm not going to invest my time and money in something that I know is going to have a new release with added content in a few months. Isn't that right, Sobro? I'm going to put all my money into it. I love how they changed the ending. I love everything about it. It was a great movie. It, got me, it caught me by surprise. 
Actually, almost, uh, almost, it was almost, right almost, over almost, his head. Almost yeah. like how they caught me by surprise a few, a few days ago when they didn't announce Darkstalkers 4 for Capcom. <laughs> All right, leave it to you. You cannot, you cannot <laughs> talk for more than a couple minutes without bringing up Capcom. Actually, there's a special edition that they've adjusted for you, uh, Solbro. What happens is, is that you well, can yeah. buy it. Yeah, you can buy it for, you know, you can buy it at full price. And if you wait a couple months, you can pay, a, you know, about a quarter of the cost of it again and be able to get a couple more scenes. So I know that you'll be oh, very shit. happy. Nah, son. Yeah, you'll be, dude. And it's only for you. Everybody you know, else almost, gets the normal version, but you know just I'm for almost, you, we have I'm some. I'm almost there about that, man. You know, I got a couple more things I got to watch on Hulu, but you know what? I'm going to catch that shit. <laughs> okay, that's enough, so bro. Anyways, back to me. The scenes I did see, though, has to do with Asuka, and I can't say I'm very happy. Um, oh, why? I mean, you def- I mean, Asuka has some great scenes. I mean, from the beginning, I mean, you got that skirt flowing and everything. I mean, and well, I mean one, no- she's not Asuka. She's Asuka Langley... Shikinami or something like that? I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Well, that's this. because they had the name. That's because everyone's named after ships in Evangelion. That's no excuse. The movie. Well, like, I mean, it's it was just a mockery to her character. I mean, she was actually a decent person. What the hell? Hey, chill out, buddy. She was still a bitch in the show. Neo, Neo, you're scaring me. You're you're sounding like the fans here. I mean, don't don't lower yourself. Come on, you got you got to stay above it. Don't 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 fall, man. Stick with me here. I don't want to be alone. Well, Chris, that's that's like playing your theme song. You're always alone. Go play on Xbox Live. Um, <laughs> I'll play so, that without without PSN go, without that going down like PSN, baby. So after these uh, after uh, Eva 2.0, there's been uh, there's been quite a delay. <laughs> Again, what a surprise for the next movies. And for a while there, we were actually uh, thinking that you know, as usual, promises wouldn't be met. But it looks like here that we're finally going to get the next uh, movies. We have them. Na- we have at least the next one named. <laughs> Great name, Eva uh, 3.0. You cannot redo. Which I'll just let the irony of that name just kind of sink in. Uh, just kind of feel it go into your pores there. And it's actually due out in autumn of 2012. But uh, knowing Gymax, we'll see if it actually manages to hit that or they delay it a little further. And uh, supposedly the, the final movie uh, is going to be coming out in the next year. So uh, barring any actual, um, you know, thinking about what actually is going to go on because, you know, we don't want a candy land. Let's just talk about that name. You cannot redo. Are you serious? Are you serious that they would have the cojones to come and say that they are not going to redo what redoing is all they do that's all they do from beginning to end all, the entirety of Ava's existence has been release redo it re-release it redo it re-re-release it I mean it, it's ridiculous I mean ah, I don't know about I agree, you guys I agree with you 100% Chris damn that Gainax even though it's not Gainax doing it but damn you Gainax uh, it's, it's them anyway. I'm going to have to disagree. I mean, you can redo it. Uh, they can do whatever they want. It's fine. The title's fine. They probably, it probably has to do with what's going on in the movie once again. So they're redoing <laughs> everything again? Yes. Yes, sure they are. Uh, all right. So with uh, that finally taken care of, are we going over the show? Let's, uh, I think it's kind of uh, important to talk about the legacy that, that uh, Evangelion has left behind. And, oh, what a legacy here. All right, so let's go and... Uh, Are we going to talk about the music or what? I mean, I just listened to Hound Zimmer soundtracks over and over again. I mean, uh, the soundtrack for the show just, just makes me want to vomit. It's one of... Uh, I don't know. How are you going to make fun of that, man? It has classical music. It even has Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. About, by 12, ti- about 12 times. 
Yeah, for 12 Used different over versions. and over Who again. Who cares? Hey, Funny it was one of the, it's one of the best CDs I know. Best, best CDs I know, buddy. Listen, you know what happens? You've seen uh, Clockwork Orange before, right? Nah, I don't like, uh, I don't like crappy Kubrick. Well, in oh for that for that I'm ki- for that I'm kicking you out of the podcast, <laughs> kicking you out of this uh, out of this internet. You're no more internet for you. You're fired. I saw Full Metal Jack and almost wanted to vomit. Yeah, because it actually showed men, which you will never be. No, you'll no, never... the, the sergeant the sergeant was right. It was a pile pile of shit, man. See, I could actually imagine you like uh, like Gomer Pyle, like poly- but instead of polishing a gun, you're polishing your fight stick. Well, I was. I know you love that fight stick. I so had to keep on watching that, and God, God knows, I want to watch Clockwork Orange after that. Well, here's the thing, in Clockwork Orange, you know, this guy, you know, he loves he loves Beethoven. Here's the thing, he loves Beethoven, right? But that they put these horrible images and they strap them in and they pull his eyelids back and they play it this beautiful, beautiful music from Beethoven. But the problem is, after seeing so much shit and horrible things, he can't listen to Beethoven. That's what it is. The soundtrack for Ava may be great, but after being subjected to it so many times in you know the uh, almost twenty years that it's been around, I just can't hear it. Like I hear, I, I hear the music going. I hear a Cruel Angel thesis, and like I feel like a pain. A pain kinda, in my test. Yeah, I have to hear that opening song one more time. But damn, you know, Chris, it kind of sounds like you've watched Ava m- multiple times after saying uh, you couldn't stomach it like the first time. Well, here's the problem. I haven't, it, doesn't it? I, I haven't. Well, here's the thing. Like, I know. I mean, you. Were you doing reviews on it? <laughs> you screen your effort, your uh, your AMVs for me after Bernie's lament, and <laughs> you know, and and I know that you love Ava, so you 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 just kept playing that song over and over again. Just and, ain't gonna let that down, huh? Oh my God! Like, uh, I I think I have throat cancer from it. I have no idea how. Like, you actually made me physically sick, and I'm impressed, but I, I can't listen to that soundtrack, and it's a great, and like I said, once again, like, and this is sort of the general opinion I have of the show, the soundtrack is good, and the show itself is good, but it's not that good, and that's where I'm going with some, with the, a lot of the, the stuff with the, the legacy of the show. All no, right, I, I, ladies I and gentlemen, wait, wait, no, no, you're not going to talk over me now, so, bro. No, you're not going to talk over me now. We're, we're, talk, hey, we're talking hey, about the legacy. I got your point, bro. I've got your point. I guess you're right. And I felt the same way when I saw the theatrical, you know, theatrical version of Blade Runner than the director's cut of Blade Runner. And I realized the director's cut was so much better. Oh, well, that's that's a whole other issue right there. If, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's chaos theater talk, not, uh, not gun damn talk. <laughs> But uh, you know, I was talking about just the uh, <laughs> talking about the uh, the, el- the the elitism that goes in with uh, Evangelion. This is probably the thing that really uh, makes it difficult to enjoy the show. Are the fans? And I've said this on Chaos Theater before. I've said this on Gundam. The fans of any show, movie, TV show, game are going to be what ruins it because you have these people that are that are literally gospel. For Evangelion, and you have these film school elitists whose only experience, whose only exposure to uh, anime is Evangelion, a couple shonen shows, maybe one bullshit um, shoujo show, and they think that because that there are all of these um, metaphysical, they, you know, they they drop the name of philosophers, the names of episodes go on. I mean, there's classical music. They talk about you know various religious symbols that it, that that this is supposed to be some sort of masterpiece. Well, guys, it's not. It is a show that had somebody who probably didn't understand a lot of these concepts to begin with, bringing them up in the show, somebody who was suffering from a mental illness, and a lot of these ideas that they praised the show for were shoved in because they ran out of time or they ran out of money. So 
So is that, is that like it's, in it's the past cool. right now? You don't watch all, any of the new anime? You just no. Watch, what you I'm just watch the Voltons and the Pat, Le- Pat Labors? Well, what I'm saying is that, like... What I'm saying is that, like, I'm not preaching it as the best show ever because it's not. It's merely, it's merely a good mega show that came. It's it, it, the, another perfect example of right place at the right time for the right audience, both in the U.S. and Japan. Now, during the mid '90s, yeah, there was kind of a slack. You know, anime definitely was having its troubles. A lot of the shows kept repeating the same shit over and over again. And while a lot of the concepts that are in Evangelion are, you know just a kind of a remix of what happened before it introduced it in a way that a lot of people hadn't seen before, hadn't seen and it hadn't been presented in that way before there had been whiny bitch ass characters before but never had the whiny bitch ass been the main character and this is another example of, of a show that you know while it may have mecha in it focuses more on its character for better or for worse now the worst part comes in when you have to deal with people who think that because a show tosses in you know random ideas that it's the yeah, best but ever. you gotta and you also not. gotta keep in mind though you know you can't have uh you know you're saying that the character is a whiny bitch ass how old is this kid you're not dealing with an adult but that doesn't i think matter. i think i think the, the major there, problem is is that you know just like gundam seed gundam seed destiny almost every gundam show we've watched where the pilot is usually a 14 year old 13 year old and he comes across a a, a wall in his life that he can't get through at that time and it takes a couple of episodes and yes he ends up being a whiny bitch we suddenly hate them now you have to but understand unlike, you're putting kids in war people are unlike but unlike the classic that the original mobile suit gundam is you have a whiny bitch ass as the main character but eventually he learns he, to put exactly the, the thing. He has, no 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 but no, he has a, he, he has, has a character and he has, he has character. art he has that so bro listen you're you're, you're blind once again the thing is <laughs> For those characters, they have they have a beginning, a middle, and the end. All of these characters are the same person they are in the beginning, and the same person they are when they get turned into orange juice at yes, the very end. Unrealistic development, there, buddy. Because, no, yes. because it's entertainment. When you it's have entertainment, but it's unrealistic. Sometimes what is it? Okay, oh, are you saying it's gospel now, Sobro? Once again, you don't know what you're talking about. You're talking out of your ass, Sobro. Yeah, Sobro, I, I gotta agree with Chris 100 percent here. Am I not surprised? Uh, so and just to set the record straight, on my end too. Setting, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, do, do you feel the same way, Neil? I mean, do you, or do you have like, what are your opinions on this? Neil and Chris, I, ha- I have seen the show a couple of times, <laughs> whichever versions I can't remember. You seem like and a I mishmash like, together, and I, and, and I do like the show, even though I was grown as mentioned, and I never say nice things about it. That I, I still like the show. Anybody who says otherwise is just a stupid troll. <laughs> it's a good. It's like like I said, it's a good. It's a good show. Good, not amazing. It, it drops the ball half about two thirds of the way through, and you know the ball rolls off the field and down into a ditch and down into a mountain and down into a fucking um, into a, a volcano. But you know it, it is it, it is if you take it at face value, an entertaining robot show that it's, loses its way. Like we said in a previous episode, it's just a monster of the week show, and we yeah. all know that monster of the week shows can't be anything more. Yeah. <laughs> And and the, the probably the biggest legacy for Ava is the entitled whiny bitchy fan base. And oh, yes. it's not necessarily the people here on on Megatalk. Not necessarily talking about there's some of you out there, but we're talking about in the internet Peter. as a whole. <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you disagree with me, I'll just ban you, so just fucking deal with it. Um 
I mean, listen, I, I rule I rule MAHQ and Gundam from the top of my throne with my hammer. I will ban the shit out of anybody who says otherwise. Chris, this ain't Game of Thrones, okay, man? I will, I will I'll ban you, too. <laughs> so, here, here's the thing. Just remember, it, when you're always looking at the top, you, you forget who's coming from the bottom at you. <laughs> I can look, at the, look over your head. <laughs> the, the, the problem is is that in Japan this is this is interesting because it's something on, on both sides of the ocean like the 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 Ava fan base thinks that it, 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 it's like that they, they fuel themselves they feel the, the fervor of all of these uh you know coming up with ideas for what the show means and what oh what the scripting here means and oh what this person's voice is or oh maybe this person didn't die it's this has been going on before and it's going to keep going on but it's it's one of the times you can point out and see how a fan base just just goes off the deep end and they're like i mentioned earlier that you i you know i personally know people who enjoy evangelion it made it, it, once again it came at the right point in their lives they like it a lot but they can see its problems a lot of these rabid ava fanboys don't see the bullshit that's there and at least you know at least neo and myself are here to come in and show them the light or at least beat the light into their eyes uh, sobro can do it sometimes but well as you hear he's uh, sometimes he's just blind another big problem that resulted of this is that not only did the fan base all think it was a great thing ever all all these other directors and animation studios also thought the same thing so we got all these neva knockoffs like razafon that piece of crap yeah, or brain powered uh you know, it's it's bad when Tamino has to try to out Tamino himself when somebody was trying to out Tamino Tamino. Like it's it's ludicrous. It's some sort of weird puzzle box at that point. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I mean, all right. So we go we go here from that, and let's focus on the next major thing that that Ava has proven unfortunately to companies and especially this is just like Sobro's favorite company here re-releases and repeat releases did, did over do- and over and over again of essentially what is the same product now I understand at some point every every company's got to make its nut everybody's got to make a fucking buck and you know in the end the money that Gainax you know hey, baby, made just, off of all just of just remember and as long as boys like me and my boy my boy Petabir South we always gonna be pumping in that money for Gynax, for Capcom, for anything. The two of you are just goddamn shills, man. Uh, I gotta slap just as bad as that Peter buying his $500 Super Robot Wars. Yeah. Oh, man. When the, when Peter did that, oh, I just wanted to straight up kick him in the kick him it's in all the crotch. about that dollar, baby. <laughs> Yeah, well, because because they did that, they had the money to be able to do other projects which are actually good, you know, like <laughs> like uh, you know, like Gurren Lagan and etc. 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 Pedro will be happy to hear that. Uh, I know how much he loves that damn show, but it, it, it's almost a parody of itself at this point. Like it, it, they showed other companies that they can do that, and you know they've been rewarded over and over again. And there's one if there's one thing I always say is not to reward bad behavior. The only times that I have bought Evangelion, I bought it when it originally came out, the original DVD release, and then I, through the powers of uh, Dale and his uh, his deal ability, I was able to get the Platinum Edition for eight dollars. That's the advantage of having the Deal King uh, be the co-founder of the website. Uh, other than that, I. I still haven't purchased the movie, even though I've enjoyed them. I've watched Pedro's copies because uh, the sucker will buy anything. They, they were, you know, 
I haven't rewarded them for their bullshit behavior. I haven't bought any of their bullshit merchandise. I haven't bought any of their other crap. I've bought the show once, conned some company to give me the, the, the you know, the, the re-release, which fixed up, to, to be fair, did fix up the animation and the sound a so, little bit. So you'll, you'll, you'll purchase a show like uh, High School of the Dead, even though you know they're not going to bring out a second season because of the lazy writers or manga, manga artists. But you won't support Evangelion that's coming out with good stuff right now. Well, I will tell that's, you that's one not, thing. That's not the point, Sorbo. The point is not to reward people who just keep releasing, releasing the same yes, stuff but that's over and bad over again. More, in different ways, Sobro, is it Sobro, not? More, more importantly, there's something that High School of the Dead has that Ava wish it had, and that's tits. They're jumping all over the place. Hot girls, not lollies. Doesn't have zombies either. Doesn't have zombies. The only zombies are the fans. We're talking about the actual product itself, and there's only one release. One release compared to, at least off the top of my head, in all absolute seriousness, of the main show, at least four or five different releases. And then that's not counting, and that's only for stateside. You got to look at also the, you know, not counting the movies, not counting, you know, End of Evangelion, Death and Rebirth, none of that. Hey, you got like what? The Director's Cut, the Super Director's Cut, the Mega Ultra Edition, the Super yeah. Samoan Edition. <laughs> that legendary Super tracking. Samoan Edition. I swear I'm, I know somebody that's looking for it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean,. I mean, look at it this way. You have the original release, the original DVDs that came out, not even counting VHSs. I'll, 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 give them, I'll give them that because obviously at some point you have to upgrade. You have the original releases. Then you have the director's cut. Then you have the um, – oh, Jesus. Then you have the platinum – at least the platinum edition. Then you have the holiday platinum edition. Um, and we're up to four at that point. I know there's one more release off the top of that that – I know came out. I don't remember which one it is, but there's at least one more. So you have five releases. Is there of, some like anniversary release or something? Yeah, there was an anniversary. Yeah, there was, there, was an, there was it was an anniversary release, which, if I remember correctly, actually was just a repackaging of the uh, of the the original DVD release, the the inferior version that Pedro still has. Sucker. Um, so. In the end, people have shown that they're willing to buy it over and over and over again, not just from Japan, but in America. How could I forget how many times when I was working at FYE, having to walk by and see the pure insult that said that, that ADV was saying that it was the best show ever. Under what circumstances would anybody ever actually believe this was the best show ever? I mean, Bizarre world, maybe, but... Yeah, and, and well, must have severe, worked, because they selling Severe drug addled. I went, I mean, just, and just in case you guys forgot, I went there and I actually fixed it. I took that stupid sticker off. I put it on the Gundam movie trilogy. Actual good shit, not bullshit. Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, those definitely weren't retellings of something else. <laughs> well, they may have been retellings, but let me tell you, at least it was a good retelling, and that actually <laughs> fixed the final product as opposed to mucked it up even further. But, um, God, we're getting, we're getting really, really long here at this point. Um, let, let's uh, wash this, wash this uh, the taste out of my mouth with a couple more things. Uh, there is the live-action movie that will never be made. Uh, guys, guys, it's not going to come out. Stop begging for it. Uh, you the saw only it. way that that could ever be sold. Come on, baby, Sentai Films. Sentai Films, come on. No. Well, yeah, at the rate that Sentai you know is licensing that, everything. You know what that live-action movie needs? What does it mean? It needs the right director. That's right. Oh. Michael Bay. 
All right, so I, one man alive that can figure out how to make cross-shaped explosions. Okay, now I I know his banus. You know, I I I don't necessarily worship at his altar, but I do occasionally, you know, you know, tilt my head. I know that you you are the head priest of the Bay cult. So tell me, and I I know you don't want to presume from his banus, but how would Senor Bay actually? Do something like try to see if you could if you could think into the mind of your god and tell me how he would make this. Well, for, would one, he, for one, he'd turn all the angels into aliens. Genius. <laughs> That'd be like the but second coming of Transformers. All, 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 all the Evangelions, alien artifacts. That they're already aliens, though. Ray, an alien. <laughs> oh, Ray too. Of course, there are so many of her. It's clearly alien technology. Okay, so which model of the week will be Asuka? Hmm, there are just so many to choose from. Okay, well, we'll just pick just pick just ran some random hottie. You know, she'll be there. And actually, it's kind of funny. Now I that think we should a- get Blake Lively. <laughs> ah, but and of she, course, she, Shinji will be played week. by Shia LaBeouf. And actually, that's the best casting that we could think of. <laughs> it's pretty on spot. <laughs> so, um... So with that said, uh, I think it's important, and this is this is probably the most important part of the entire episode here. <clears throat> we need to figure out who Solbro's man is now. Solbro, you you didn't we already decide it was Shinji? No, no, it can't be Shinji because the, one of the like as we mentioned earlier, like Shinji actually mans up. Like Shinji is a, Shinji grows a, a sack in, in the version? second Ava movie. In the second Ava movie, he grows a sack. And um, the Super Robot War, different games, he actually, you know, does occasionally do something useful. And I think y'all just scared because uh, you, you just gave me Shinji and you just realized how much of a badass and how much he saved everyone in the movies and in the TV show. No, he redeemed. Yes. The thing is, he, he yes. redeemed himself. That doesn't himself. matter because... As much as he's a whiny baby, he always Everything he says doesn't matter, so bro, be My quiet. My boy saves the day so, all the time. Now, looking at the actual characters that we have here, I have to say it's probably going to be Kensuke Aida, which, uh, in case you people were uh, weren't paying attention, I'm not surprised, uh, considering how, what kind of a screen presence he leaves behind. We're talking, he is uh, the military otaku friend of Toji and Shinji. He's the guy with the camera. And uh, glasses, now, right? Yeah, the camera and the glasses. Now, where does he sit on King Arthur's table? It's cool. It's cool. He'll now, sit right next He'll sit right next to the king because you know what? After oh. Asuka gets rejected by Shinji, she's gonna come over the come over to my boy Kensuke, and they're gonna film a naughty video. Nah, I, I, you know what? I think he wouldn't. Yeah, he'd be filming it. Like he'd never get any, but like he's the kind of the recorder. He's kind of like the uh, the historian. He's the so one writing everything. One of the versions had her hooking up with that Toji guy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, one of those weird live action segments where they were together or something. Somebody drew it in crayon or something and tossed it up for a couple seconds. <laughs> so, uh, so before we before we give it our uh, our, our rating here, does uh, does anybody else have uh, anything they'd like to say before we close this segment out? It's overrated. I think uh, you guys got to realize these are all kids fighting a war. They're not accustomed to that, so they can't be called whiny babies. They're just acting the way they're supposed to be acting. Okay, so bro, Let's we see got you it. if you were in there. We got it. All right, so uh, doing the ratings here, um, let's see. Uh, the original work, I'm going to split this up because uh, I, I feel that with the way the, mo- the rebuild movies were going that it's worth uh, doing something different. So I would give the original work through the end of Evangelion, I'd give it a 3 out of 5 pen pens. I'd give it a 2.5 out of 5. I will give this a 5 out of 5. You cannot redo pen pen. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and、uh, the movies, I'm going to give、uh, four out of five、uh, Maya Sakamoto's. Because I want four Maya Sakamoto's all over me right now. I'll give it one and a half out of、Always、five. Always wishing for the impossible. Soul Bro, stop speaking over、uh, Neo. Neo, <laughs> say that again. Point, I said 1.5 out of five ruined Oscars. I only need that pathetic Shinji! Ruined Oscars? God damn. All right.、Uh, Soul Bro? Gonna give this five out of five Rei Ayanami's. I am not a doll. Okay, so with that over, we can finally end this utter train wreck of a segment. I'd like to thank you guys for sticking around through all this horse shit. And Hopefully, you haven't busted too big of a vein. Yes,、uh, I think I might need some medical assistance after this segment. I've、uh, been busy、uh, just gripping my hands, and I think I'm bleeding. So. And I know it's tempting, but don't fill the forums with rage posts. You can say that they're gonna fill it out anyway. Say yeah, what, say what the hell you want. Try, I guess. I got three words. Come at me. Say what you want. I've seen it before. You're not gonna say anything new. So on that note, you guys、uh, take care, and we'll be right back. Just gotta keep on trucking, yes, sir. I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice, big, shiny first place medal. Sit in the sun and have a stupendous friggin' day. Gum damn it. Well, all right, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too? My phone just exploded. <laughs> That's how bad we're talking right now. <laughs> That's how it's shit. <laughs> um, let's see. I would like to release a really good Gundam game for once in Soul Bro's life. Yep. yep. <laughs> just for him. <laughs> just for him, though. I mean, although the, I mean, he has a PS3 now. He could have gotten 0081 already. He could have. He really wanted if he re- if he was really a Gundam fan like I was. Yeah. Well, well, I, I guess I'm just not that much of a Gundam fan. Then, yes, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess not. I think I'll come up with a Gundam game with all of Solbro's heroes. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God! You As did. many characters. Like expendables. Yes, like like disposable. Disposable. I'm led by King Arthur. Sai Argon. No, besides, besides Kazui. DK. <laughs> a little Emma. DK. Oh my God. A little Emma, and no, and they'll get all the worst mobile suits. <laughs> It'll be red. It'll be the colors that explode. It's only, it's only the grunt suits. <laughs> the grunt suits. They'll be the ones that explode as soon as you start the match. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> But you know what's gonna sell so much in Japan? Oh, no doubt. Because I'm sure my tastes are gonna gravitate towards them all day. <laughs> Why didn't I do this before? <laughs> okay, so we got a lot more to cover, so we have to move on. <laughs> Look, people! This is chaos. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact, and this is 
Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Damn it, Bob! I'm about to reach over there and tear you a new... Don't be a jackass! I'm you, Bob! We talked this out! I don't see any need for that kind of language. Now, if you yeah. want to go outside right now, I'll no. take both of uh, you! We're gonna vote, right Alan! We're not gonna fight! We're gonna oh. vote! Let's vote! Let's vote, and then we'll fight! Big O! Showtime! Gundam listeners, this is DDD Podcast again with the Spirit Redline, aka Xavier, and Bakuasu, aka Jeff. Uh, For shit Gundam listeners, say, Jeff, this podcast has been a, been a big influence when it comes down to what we say sometimes in the podcast. And, yeah, in, every, and, and in the case for me, everyday life. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hate you for it, and I hate you for being a whore for Gundam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a whore. Alright, what do you gotta say? Uh, so my, uh, shit Gundam listeners would say would kind of stretch a bit on the DVD side in that it was in the really early episodes of DVD, but we are do listen to Gundam, and it would be how you would say Saji Crossroad in the Mamoru Miyano voice. Yeah. Crossroad. <laughs> <laughs> For the people who don't know who Mamoru Miyano is, it's a Setsuna Fsei, so, uh, yeah. yeah, saying it, saying Saji Crossroad in Setsuna Fsei fashion. Like, like, how did this? How did this meme in our sort of podcast became to be? I don't like, know. It just it, it, it's all bit but thanks to Gundam, a bit of Adrian just always yeah. saying like, "Yeah, you said something stupid," <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, <laughs> kind of his." Yeah, I think it was like episode four when we were choosing our favorite saves, and like when Gundam Double Oak, when Marmor, you said Marmor Miano, and it's just like everybody was start doing the cause impressions so yeah yeah especially so. you <laughs> yeah yeah so. scary <laughs> god damn it hello this is hot going by the hot on Mechatron. i believe chris and neil are picking on soul bro again it's just so unfair for him it's jay moment now get hold a lot hello and what is up this is big app the Megaton form calling in from urban indian country Congratulations, you guys, on 100 episodes. Did you guys point review Shoei for work? It's been 100 episodes for like 10 years already, but I haven't seen a single review for Deloitte. I even watch. I mean, you do like this old Gundam and like Gundam Zero Zero, and even this. What the hell is a whole career anyway? But there's not even one single boys review? What's a Gundam Hairs? Only communists. Scallywags and hipsters love Zeta. This is Robin, aka Moo from Xbox. You know, uh, Gundam T. It's the best Zeta Gundam since, well, since Zeta Gundam. I really do like that G Savior show. It's one of my favorites, along with Zeta. This is Chris Bourne, again. Alright, to all you bunch of haters that hate on G Savior, that they have the worst thing, that it caused you pain, da 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 da. Get over it, alright? You know what? If you really want to look at what the worst Gundam series ever was, Superior Defender, okay? Have you seen the rampant, uh, subtle homosexuality gone through that entire show? I mean, Kit and, and, uh, Captain Gundam? I mean, for crying out loud, they're like one step away from making out with each other feel possible. 
Destiny Gundam, a.k.a. Pedal Bear North, he deserves his own podcast. Hey, this is Robert, a.k.a. Arbiter Gundam. Well, the other day, me and my dad were uh, painting out, repainting out in the outside room, and uh, I guess the paint fumes must have been getting to me, because all of a sudden I heard the voice of Sentinel say, and he said, Celestial Being will paint its way to the future. And then a little while later, I heard the voice of Hero Yui, and he said, I'll paint over all obstacles. Oh, true story. Paint themes can apparently sum up the spirits of Gundam. My piano! Hi, my name is Josh Rosenberg. My handle is MagicFrog13. My quote is, This goddamn Zaku maneuvers like a piece of shit, um, which was said by Ko Rocky from 
believe Game and Morpher gave Gears of War a 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? You can't fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you've never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop in Second Opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Alright, I demand to know what you think you're doing. I was wondering what it is you're fighting for, Mr. Bright. This is not the time to get philosophical on me, Amaro. Stand up this instant. Hey, why don't you leave me alone? If you're so eager to send Gundam into battle again, why not pilot it yourself? What? I'd do it if I could. I don't need a kid to tell me how I should do my job. Yeah, well, I don't see why I have to do something just because I can. I'm standing out thinking, this nigga really is lost. First of all, you don't slap a man. You shouldn't have hit me. I don't like that tone. You got no right. Not even my own father hit me before. Okay? I mean, even when slapping was fashionable, it, you know, they did it in Paris, the guy would come up, my bad, I challenge you to a dude. They would have a gunfight after that. You had somebody had to go. Obey my orders. Don't like it? Feel free to hate me. I don't care. Start talking and talk fast, you lousy bum. We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. Where is my goddamn money, you bum? Well, well we... I, 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 I don't... They did not receive the money, you nitwit! They did not receive the money! Her life was in your hands! This is our concern, dude. No, man, nothing is f here. Nothing is f No, man. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain! Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Gundam. We have just finished reviewing Evangelion for our 100th episode. The best are... show of all time. I we promise are... you, you will never see anything better than that. <laughs> we are now going to open up Chris Goosenatch's mail sack. The Believe me, heard that. that's probably the first time anyone's ever said that or done that <sighs> to our boy. Uh, but before we do that... But before we do that, we got a uh, special voicemail for uh, our good friend, Mr. Goosenatch. Yeah, I'm calling about Gundam. Uh, I don't really care about the, the segment it's for because uh, this is a, a shitty podcast and I can't believe it's 100 episodes because it sucks so bad. Especially this guy, Chris. He's, he's so shitty and his voice is so shrill and annoying and MHQ sucks and his reviews are stupid, but I read them all. 
just because they pissed me off. And I really only like the Wilbur Tooth pictures. But even then, he takes too long to update them. So I'd rather go to Gundam Wiki because they have good information there that's all translated and stuff better than MHQ, which is shitty and bad. And um, also, Neil is stupid and he probably smells. And uh, all of the topics are stupid. And uh, I think uh, Doug Bendo's Robotech podcast is like way better than Gundam. So I hope Gundam gets canceled. And, and shut down and they can't pay for their hosting and it uh, goes away and it's read off iTunes because it, it pisses me off to see it there when I go to listen to Doug Bendel's Robotech podcast and it says the listeners also listen to Gun Band which is bad and, and so is Chaos Theater and Lapsas' Box and pretty much anything that Chris is involved with so I hope he has diarrhea while he's in Ireland because He's stupid and ugly. Oh, it's nice to hear from the plebes every so often that they speak up. Uh, I like to consider that voice uh, a <laughs> Sounded like a typical Ava fanboy to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like uh, exactly the kind of person who will immediately jump to message boards and uh, just uh, immediately start bitching. So, oh my god, uh, they didn't like it as much as I did. Yeah, uh, oh my god, it's not the best thing ever. Oh my god, yes, it's the worst podcast. Well... Um, well, thanks for the download, first of all. Uh, you just uh, bought me a new set of tires for my car. And um, number two, you can go uh, f*** yourself. <laughs> you, uh, if you want to go listen to a, uh, another podcast that talks about a uh, crappy remix of a much better show, go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. And um, when you get your head out of your ass, you can uh, come back to uh, this podcast. And um, no, Neo does not smell. He smells of uh, elderberries and flowers. So I'm going to get the rest. How do you know what Neil smells like? We've been hanging out in person. That's uh, we haven't been calling and we haven't been calling you, which is the important part. Because I know we don't want to stop you from all of your Capcom time. And every second away from that joystick is a second that you die. So it's okay. I've been Skyping with Pedro anyways, and we've been talking about the glory days of Capcom. And well, that explains why I haven't seen that punk ass in a couple weeks. So, uh, with uh, oh, I guess you wallets, yeah, he's a uh, broke son of a bitch. Owes me ten bucks. So uh, you know I haven't heard from our, our good friend General Haterade, man. I wonder how he's doing. I heard he's uh, hoeing himself in the corner to buy another uh, Sony console that he can't afford. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, I know how he loves. I know how he loves, how he loves the Sony games. A little of the general's hate. Don't you agree, Neil? Yeah, the general's off doing important work. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's out, he's out corrupting the minds of the masses. Spreading the hate. Yeah. I mean, not, I mean... I'm sure I if mean, he was here, he'd hate on Evangelion. Yeah, he would find a way to hate on it. He would find something that he dislikes. I mean, wow. and, and, and to be fair, I mean, the, the Vita needs every single purchase it can get, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, Austin is doing his thing to, you know, he's holding up the Sony shield and he's walking <laughs> forward in the battle versus Microsoft. So, um, on that, after that, we're going to jump into our mailbag, which is uh, pretty quick this time. Uh, we only have uh, one uh, one person asking a question with uh, three separate ones. Uh, everything else doesn't matter. Everybody else is pointless. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Animalia's question. He says, uh, three questions this time. Two are Ava-related and all are designed to piss you off, Neo. So get ready to uh, get ready to start uh, get that angry voice of yours. Bring it. Yeah, okay. So uh, number one, we all know the Judeo-Christian symbolism was added to Ava to make it seem exotic. However, many people ignore the real psychological symbolism what do you all think of that 
well, what now? The, uh, apparently, there's psychological symbolism. Uh, who would have thought? It looks like he can't even spell psychological. Yeah, he's uh, he might be having a little problem there with his spell check. But psychological symbolism, uh, you want to talk about real psychological symbolism. What you have are very basic archetypes that uh, rep- are, rep- are, supposed to, are supposed to, and I say that with um, the most amount of uh, sarcasm in my voice, um, represent aspects of what Anna was going through. But the problem is, is that it misses the point and it becomes, you know, it, yeah, it can represent whatever it wants to represent, but it's just not fun to listen or watch so um i you know, think it's throwing bullshit. all the fancy stuff you want it doesn't make it any better yeah all the fancy shit can only make it uh just a shinier turret as uh, neil mentioned earlier uh, do you see any symbolism uh sobro and with um, your with your bright happy smile you know i really can't really can't say for symbolism it's i watch a show for the colors and uh all the pretty little mechs and the, you know you know the occasional pen pen I don't really care what goes on psychologically and uh, and phys- uh, psychologically and and judo Christian s- symbolism. You're as uh, long and rambling as Ava itself. Get to the point. No. Ah, just like Ava, you have no point. So, uh, question number two. While calling Ava the greatest anime of all time is pure hyperbole, there is no denying that it is one of the most popular. What do, do oh, what the hell? Uh, that it is one of the most popular. Do what do you think it owes its uh, lasting popularity? Um, there is a theory that um, one Jim Sterling from Destructoid said, and uh, I've heard it before. It's just the most recently I heard him say it that if a company says something is the best thing, in the world often enough and loud enough people will start believing it uh it's you know and he uses halo as an example uh you know microsoft kept shouting how great halo was and it was the best thing ever and while once again it is a good product it's not the best thing ever it's kind of the same thing that ended up happening with evangelion and much the same thing as we said in the main uh, on the during our main topic you know it it was the perfect storm coming out at the right time at the right place and it appealed to the right people on both sides of the ocean. Um, people hadn't kind of seen something try that before, so people kind of rode that wave. And once again, they were dazzled by the bullshit of the of uh, all of the mumbo jumbo that was going on. So it's probably popular because it it appealed to people at the right time, and they managed to be loud enough, long enough to have it sustain over that length of time. And um, I guess having kind of cute girls works. That's my least. I mean, I'll have to ask Pedro about that. He'll know more about that. Uh, I know there's a bunch of uh, shithead bloggers out there that might think they know what they're talking about, but as usual, you know, they are uh, their site is full of garbage. So I would listen to Pedro more. Um, Neil, yeah, continuing on what you were saying, Chris, they are just kind of dazzled by the supposed deepness of it. They think that that if they say they like something that super deep, it makes them look all. It's yeah. all sophisticated and that they have high standards or whatever. The film here's school something that, that people earlier. just don't seem to understand, so I'll spell it out for them. Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so bro, anything? Still happy? Um, I think uh, there's no denying that uh, you guys are just forgetting that this is a really good show. It deserves all of its popularity. It is one of the greatest animes of all time. And only for one, for one sole reason. Look at all the copycat animes out there that have copied Ava. They, it still, to this day, is one of the most original animes out there. Uh, I mean, you really can't... Original? Really, yeah, original. You can't compare this uh, to any of the old stuff. Uh, it takes a lot of elements from previous shows and remix it 
uh, even Anno himself admitted that he took old concepts and he just put them together in a different way. It is not original. So and it's like Blade hey. ripoff of Edeon. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kill them all, Tomino. You just took a page out of that book. Hey, baby, so once again, works. it works. You make it copy works. of a copy of a copy, and each time it just degrades and degrades. Wow. So Neo, you are no longer ill-informed. Now uh, Solbro is the ill-informed one. <laughs> Maybe we were in that uh, bizarre world I was talking about. Yeah. Well, if we were in the bizarre world, both you and I would be happy, and uh, Solbro would be the uh, the better one. If we were in bizarre world, I'd be Peter or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What a what a horrible thought, man. They definitely wouldn't want to get shudders. But uh, yeah, once again, um, yeah. If you look at what's uh, some of the more popular bands and groups out there, uh, the Eagles. Yeah, they're pretty popular, and they spawned a lot of uh, copycats. But you know what? The original act sucked ass, and the copycats suck even more. So uh, just because, once again, something is popular and you know has people spawn and copy their uh, formula over ad nauseum, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that you it you is the best of all time. It, Ava, Ava is like I would like. You know, we've said, and we, you know, both Neil and I have both said it's a good show. It's just not the best show of all time, and it's calling it one of the greatest. I wouldn't even call it one of the greatest. I call it influential. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not going to say that it didn't make an impact on the landscape. Once again, that doesn't preclude whether it's for better or for worse. It's just that it made its impact. It is important to how things ended up turning out, but that doesn't make it one of the greatest of all time. And the fact that it had that there are so many different versions of it means that even the original creator doesn't even know what to do with it. And he's kind of one, you know, stumbling around in the dark trying to fin- you know, finish everything. Keep so back and fix trying to fix things. We all know how that turned out yeah. for other properties. Yeah, uh, I know Pedro is suffering that from Mass Effect right now. So, and if I hear that those two words put together again, Mr. I'm going to Lucas as well. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I hear Star Wars or Mass Effect again, I'm going to vomit all over my keyboard. So, I'll move on to the third and final question, so we can end this uh, end this disaster. Uh, this one is just for Neo. So, here we go. All right, Neo. How can someone so full of hate for such awesome stuff as Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings not just like, but actually defend the pit of mediocrity that is Michael Bay? How, how, listen, he is insulting your Lord and Savior. You bask in the light of Bay. How dare Anamalia insult you? How will you respond to this? Don't let him treat you like a punk. I'll I'll just say that if they can't see the greatness of Surbay, well, there's no point in explaining to them they're a lost cause. So they're they're gonna fumble around in the dark while you can see the the, the tr- actual truth. Oh yes, if they don't understand his greatness, then all is lost to them. Well, Anamalia, it seems that you are unfortunately blind and cannot join the heaven that is uh, Michael Bay. And I mean, his, the Ninja uh, Turtles as aliens, genius. My boy Anamalia sounds like a. Like a summon from Final Fantasy. That doesn't even make any sense. I think at this point, at this point, none of us make any sense. So we are gonna we're gonna close out this show. All right, then I so guess I can I go will... hang myself and drink myself into oblivion. So oh, uh, just real quick, uh, I know earlier we didn't have a news, uh, but I did just get this in. Uh, looks like. Uh, Nintendo is canceling Xenoblade, so I guess uh, Pedro will be very sad. Tough luck. Eh, oh well. Eh, Nintendo crappy company is long enough, I'll buy it used somewhere. <laughs> Alright, well, 
This was, uh, once again, Chris Goosenatch's mail sack at Emmy. <laughs> Never going to get used to that. <laughs> Before we close out, make sure to peep these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M-A-H-Q dot net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam dot net. That's right. It's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. All right, so uh, now that you know where to go, you can watch us leave. So on that note, good night, and we'll see you at the next episode pretty soon. What the topic is, don't beast the shit out of me. It's not like uh, Solbro will watch it anyway. So. I think we'll do uh, Zoids. <sighs> no, we'll never do Zoids. No. The day we do Zoids is the day I close MAHQ. I did <laughs> Ava. I listened to the fans. That's it. Never again. Little known fact, uh, Chris has Zoids. No, I do not. Do not listen he to... He told me that during one drunken night Soul, in Orlando. Soul Bro has never seen my room. He never will. He cried to me as he, uh, and he put his hand on my shoulders and said, I watch Zoids and I have the figures in my room. No, Adam has finished playing 36 hours of Street Fighter 4. It was delusional. <laughs> we had to take him to the hospital. Don't listen to him. How would you take me to the hospital when you were in Miami, fool? I told him, shut up. We're, uh, <laughs> we're finishing the evening. Good night. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. We look forward to ignoring your posts. We'll have to redraw the map again. They succeeded in burning off 28% of the target's structural substance. Well, it kind of looks dead. This is merely temporary. The second attack is just a matter of time. Well, at least we've got time to regroup, and you can't ask for more than that. All right, you two. Just what do you think your job is? Piloting Ava? Wrong! It's to beat the angels. Nerve does not exist to make grotesque public spectacles like this. Therefore, the two of you will learn to work together. Why should we? Enough. Why does everyone get so angry here? Adults have a thing about credibility. Mm. Um, where's Misato? Clearing things up. It's the duty of the person in charge to take responsibility for anything that goes wrong. Oh, look what we have here. Here are the protests and damage reports from all of the bureaus concerned. This is a bill from the UN. And you've got a complaint from public relations as well. I hope you have fun reading them all. I already know what they say. If you're going to fight, please don't do it here, right? I'd say that was a good guess. I'll do it after we kill this angel. I will destroy it. That would be a nice start. I think you should know that Commander Foyutsky isn't exactly happy with this whole situation. I'm afraid you could be busted back to lieutenant, or even lower. I guess it was just good luck within bad luck that Commander Ikari wasn't here. If he'd been here, you'd have already been fired. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint, a proud part of the AAA Podcast Network.
Oh, this is this is nice. This is the end. Okay. Where exactly am I? Um. Oh, here's the song. Oh, good. Um. There's some things that are still unresolved here, guys. How, how do I get home? What do I eat? Was Ray my my mom or a clone or hell? Was this all in my mind? What what's an Ava? Is that sort of a Freudian thing or um? Am I real? Oh, hell. does the bus run through here? I mean, I'd like to go home now, but, um, oh, God, where's home? Okay, okay, okay. I mustn't run away. I mustn't run. Okay, I got that. Good. Okay. Now, if I were to run away, let's analyze that. Where the f*** would I go? I'm on a big blue ball. Uh, is this how you end the series? I mean, is this... Where we go from here? Okay, the movie better sure as hell make up for this. I'm telling you right now, because I'm stuck in nowhere land. You ran out of ink too, didn't you, you bastard?